NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Here to talk all the racing things that we can possibly talk about. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. We promised that we would be back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of Odds. Because guess what? They are now starting to become a more prevalent thing in our, uh, in our lives now. So thankfully we get to talk about it. Cody, we talked about the Xfinity Championship odds last night, and tonight we get to look at some win totals, so exciting stuff, man, uh, in the air right now. Yes, I'm so pumped. We're getting so close, Rod. We can almost taste it. They're giving us more odds now. So yeah, Xfinity Series Championship odds talked about yesterday. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, And then yeah, we can touch on on over-under wins. And those, you know, are going to be somewhat correlated, obviously. Drivers we probably talked more positively about uh, in the in the championship category. We might talk more positively about in the wins category, but it depends where, they're, where their totals are sitting at and all that. So I'm excited to dive in. I, like I said yesterday, have not looked at any of the win totals yet uh, for the Xfinity or the trucks. So I'm excited to uh, find out as we go along and... Uh, and give my honest, true gut reaction. If nothing else, this show is always good for a Cody reaction video. If there, you know, if we ever took video, which we're getting there, we're getting there, folks. We're getting set up for video. But once we get there, we'll be a true Cody reaction video to a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I make a lot of different faces and gestures throughout the show. So once we once we do get the video version uh, coming soon, uh, that'll be. That'll be fun for everyone to see, I suppose. Uh, except for them having to stare at my ugly mug, but that'll oh, be yeah. all right. Just hopefully, we could just expand your face and put me in the corner. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> no, thank you. We'll do the opposite. We'll put my face in the picture in picture and have you all the way up in the in the main screen. So, so yeah, check us out on YouTube when we get over there. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, we've sold ourselves very, very well, haven't we? Um, well, Cody, look, we are getting ever so close to not only the Bush Clash, but 
the um, the Daytona 500. But exactly how close, Cody, are we today? So we're 26 days away from the Clash of the Coliseum. Getting so freaking close. 26, that's nothing. We're so close to that. Uh, 39 days until the Xfinity Series race at Daytona, which means 40 days until the Daytona 500. Um, so as I've been doing, looking up some stats for the number 40 car here, um, no surprise, Sterling Marlin is the guy who's, who's raced this number the most. He's the guy I associate with number 40 all through my childhood. Uh, he, he was in that number 40 car with Chip Ganassi. Um, and so, yeah, number 40 has run 948 races, um, in the cup series, nine wins for those from Sterling Marlin, um, 46 top fives sat on the pole four times. Uh, first race was August 12th of 1951. And the last time we saw it was in the Daytona 500 in 2019. Um, this one's been through a lot of different, uh, manufacturers, Chevrolet, the top at, at 428 Dodge at 300. A lot of Sterling Marlin starts came in the Dodge, uh, Pontiac, Buick, Ford, Plymouth, Oldsmobile, Chrysler, Hudson, Mercury, Nash, Lincoln, Toyota has one race and Morris garage has one race as uh, the manufacturer for for the number 40 car. Uh, yeah, so that's that's an interesting one there. But like I said, Sterling Marlin, 274 starts in this car. Four wins, uh, 27 top five, 76 top tens, led almost 2,000 laps, completed 77,000 laps in this car number. Um, Pete Hamilton with three wins and Tony Thompson with a win uh, and Jamie McMurray. Uh, now on Fox as a broadcaster, uh, he had seven starts in this number, and one of those was a win uh, during his time there at at Chip Ganassi. He ran many different numbers under that banner, but 40 was one of them for a couple starts. Um, some guys like Ricky Rudd made three starts in this car. Uh, Joe Weatherly made a start. Lenny Pond, um, Mike Bliss back in the day, Joe Nemechek. A, a lot, there's a lot of names on this. Bobby Allison made four starts. Tim Richmond made four starts in this car. Um, so another one, it's amazing how many like one, two and three starts guys there are in these numbers. I mean, there's about 25 guys on here that made one start in this car number. It's that, that's so crazy. It's, it's, you know, and obviously you'd have to go look at each one to see what the story is, but why just one started that that's always interesting to me, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the number 40 car. And then, yeah, most recently, Jamie McMurray drove it in the 500. Uh, last start he's made in the Cup Series back in 2019. Um, but, yeah, Sterling Sterling Marlin was was the main guy in that in that car for for quite a long time. I will forever equate that number with the Coors Light uh, yep. sponsorship. That's, yeah. That's 100% basically. that always the, the silver bullet, the Coors Light car. And they had some pretty good paint schemes on that car over the years, too, with, with Coors Original. That's those colors are you know the yellow and the blue that they used to have on that, made for some pretty good schemes. Um, Lone Star Steakhouse sponsored that car for a little while with David Stremme. That was always a beautiful car. So they've done a good job with uh, the paint schemes over the years on that number forty. Indeed, because I I mean Sterling Marlin was right about the well I mean he was obviously still racing when I started to become a fan. So um, I definitely remember watching him make several of those starts in that 40 silver bullet car. So, yeah, I mean, look, um, to me, now we're starting to get into those numbers where we're starting to see a lot more uh, of the prevalence. A lot of, lot of usage in these in these numbers. <laughs> but, yeah, the one and dones, it's amazing, man, how many people sit in the car for one or two races and then call it good. And, and not just like 
scrub names either, but folks that are, are pretty big names that get in there for a couple of uh, races and then bounce out. It's it, it's strange how we've seen that, that sort of slowed down over the years. I mean, we still see some spot starts here and there in some of these cars, but like by and large, you wouldn't see Denny Hamlin jumping into like the, you know, right. 40 or the whatever, the, the 62 car uh, yeah. for for a race or two, you know? it's just- Yeah, there's been a few times over the years where, where like a guy will race a different number for something. I know Kyle Busch did it one year uh, when he was with Hendrick. I can't remember what number he ran, but something, I think he had the, ooh, did he have the Lowe's sponsorship at the time before? I can't remember. Before Jimmy, I think Jimmy always but, had the Lowe's, I think. Yeah, I I can't remember what it was, but for some some special, or maybe it was Kellogg's. I think he was in the Kellogg's number five car. It was like their 75th anniversary, so he ran the 75 for the all-star race or something crazy like that. But, yeah, that's not something you see much with. Uh, and I think back in the day, you know, it was probably a lot of like, okay, well, you're the 40th entry. Here's car number 40. And then a lot of stuff like that before it was, you know, uh, the full-on organization now where there's teams own these numbers now and stuff like that. So. I think that's where you get a lot of those old school ones. And then you just get some one-offs here and there. I mean, you know, we see cars like the 50 car, right? They they had three or four different guys drive that car last year. They only entered five or six different races. So so you'll get guys that just have a couple of starts that way too. That's kind of the only way we really see that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's just you know, the, the nature of the sport now. It's hard to... Hard to sell sponsorships when names and numbers change a lot. I mean, a lot of this stuff is tied to marketing and... Any marketing major knows that you can't change numbers in cars and expect people to continue to roll out. I mean, unless you are are trying to kill in the diecast world, then you could just keep right. <laughs> selling diecast. Well, speaking speaking of numbers, while we're before we get into the odds, a couple news notes, things that apply to numbers. Ally slash Hendrick released the number forty eight paint schemes this year. So, sorry, Jimmy Johnson, you're not getting the forty eight number, obviously. Uh, but Alex Bowman's paint schemes are pretty sweet. He's got the daytime like main paint scheme they're going to use and then a different paint scheme for the nighttime, which under the lights is going to look pretty sweet. So definitely go check that out. You can find that on the Twitter world, of course. Um, and then we know that Petty GMS is going to have their announcement tomorrow, um, which would be Wednesday. If uh, for whenever you're listening to this, maybe that's already been announced, but um, all they had teased was that there was going to be some news. Jimmy Johnson did tweet today um tomorrow's going to be big tune in to the today show at 8 30 he's got an announcement that he's making on the today show that he's really excited for so if you happen to listen to this tonight go check him out on the the today show in the morning um get some news there i, I would assume we, we learn number and all that from him there um but we had kind of touched on that yesterday another number related thing colleague today tweeted out a picture of number 13 like a, as in the font that's going to be on a car. And that was it. And it, it had the eyes emoji. And that was the extent of the tweet. So mm-hmm. that leaves you to speculation, right? Are they... So so in the in the Cup Series, you have the 16 full-time. That's going to be... You know, that was a rotator last year, but it's going to be Almondinger this year. And then you have Justin Haley in the 31. Are they going to swap the 31 to the 13? Maybe, because 13 is open in the Cup Series. Are they adding an additional ride going back to three cars in the Xfinity series, a part-time cup series ride. Number 13 also is the lowest unused number. As we talked about numbers, you know, at the lower end, uh, under 50 are the ones that are used more. So if you go through the numbers, one, two, three, four, 
all the way through through 11 12 is is used 13 is unused at the moment and then you go to 14 15 i mean you got to go back up a ways before you get to another number that's unused so who knows what that's going to be or when they're going to announce that all they tweeted was the number and the eyes emoji so maybe a number change or an additional car coming for colleagues soon um who knows but damn you colleague why are you keeping us on the fence man tell us tell us okay (laughs) geez you you gotta do all this dragging it out stuff just come out and say all right jimmy johnson's gonna be in the 84 perfect let's go ah take that all day long man (sighs) um (laughs) a couple other things rfk tweeted another one of these things uh big news quote unquote tomorrow that they're going to be announcing as well on wednesday so we might have a lot to talk about on tomorrow's podcast because there's going to be a lot of news coming out it sounds like so rfk has an announcement what that is who knows if it's a new sponsorship i know kohler generators left that was kind of one of their bigger sponsorships they've had is it a new sponsorship are they adding a part-time xfinity or truck car i know keselowski used to own a truck team and xfinity team as well i think but has talked about wanting to get back into that we, we talked when we were at 60 days till at 500 the number 60 we focused on was the xfinity 60 ride that roush had for so many years that was just a dominant car so is, is it gonna be something like that who knows uh with them as well or or uh, obviously or, or will keselowski yeah. retire and uh mm-hmm. give up his seat i mean that's i don't think so, no, I, don't uh, think so I don't think we're there yet <laughs> i'd be that would be shocking that would be me. shocking I, I think he wants to be a driver owner for a while especially as he's still kind of trying to figure out maybe it is this going to be his final season boy that would be a shocker right it happens rod called it yeah well i hope it doesn't i mean i still want i still want to see him race but i mean once they start getting into this ownership role you know i mean we saw with stuart haas like tony drove for a little while but then he was just like you know what i can't be bold yeah but he won two championships he he drove for a little while that's true that car yeah but kozlowski's not tony stewart so well they might be slightly uh, different okay that's true <laughs> um speaking of guys running one off races right dale Earnhardt jr runs one xfinity race every year he had previously announced he was going to run two this year we found out today bristol september race will be one of those races um in the xfinity series in the 88 car it's going to be with the unilever sponsor they've been with him a long time uh no surprise there maybe a hellman's car i don't think they I didn't read too much into it, but I don't think they officially announced which Unilever brand or if it's multiple Unilever brands, but they've had a longtime partnership with Junior Motorsports and with Dale Earnhardt Jr. specifically. Um, so no surprise there, but at least we know one of the races that he's going to do now, um, and it's going to be in September, which is the latter half of the season when NBC's broadcasting. Seems like later, lately, the last couple of years, he's run that race earlier in the season when Fox is in the booth and, and NBC is not, and I know he doesn't call every Xfinity race, but so it'd be interesting to see too, if you know, are they trying to talk to him a lot more during caution laps and stuff? I don't know if it'll be full on SRX where they're talking to him while he's making laps. Probably not. Uh, I don't know that the NASCAR would be too keen on that anyways, but uh, yeah, so it's been a busy week already for news, which this is good. Things are, things are getting ramped back up here. We got stuff kind of, you know, coming down the pipe and announcements coming and everybody's getting things finalized. There's a tire test next week, I think in Phoenix. Um, So each manufacturer will have somebody represented there. So it's going to be drivers on the track. Nothing crazy. It's just, they're just testing tires, but Hey, it's drivers on the track. They're getting, getting focused on 2023. Um, The one other main piece of news, 
Mike Shiplett, if you remember, was the crew chief for Cole Custer on the 41 car this season. Um, the incident at uh, the Roval. No, I'm not talking about Cardboard Gate. The other incident where he maybe blocked people or whatever. They think there was a code word called and to get Chase Briscoe in the next round, blah, 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 whatever. He was suspended indefinitely. He's no longer a crew chief at SHR. He's taken the competition director job for RCR on the Xfinity side of things, and NASCAR has reinstated him, so his indefinite suspension is over. Uh, he will be allowed at the track, but just thought that was worth touching on because we had talked about you know, how he had gotten suspended for supposedly giving out a code word, and they felt like like they were colluding to uh, – so it's so funny because you listen to F1 and it's like, hey, let that guy pass you. He's your teammate. I mean, he needs to win. He needs the points, and NASCAR very much frowns on that. <laughs> yeah, there's no code word in F1. They literally yeah, spot they're, out they're for just you. just flat out say, hey, this guy's coming. Let him go. <laughs> they're like, hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, and then, and then, of course, you have the right to say no. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're Max Verstappen, <laughs> you do anyway. <laughs> If you're Max Verstappen, you can flat out say, yeah, no, I'm not going to go ahead and do that. Well, no you thanks. can Don't ever ask me to do that again. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm not going to come in on Sunday or Saturday. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, here's the thing, man. And and I, I what, what would our code word be? And what would it entail? Like, what what kind of shoot would we pull if we had a code word? What we would gotta, we do? See, we got to come up with something. We, we uh, yeah, we I need don't know. Code word. To, like, we'll end, that one some thought. end the show, like, immediately, our code word would be, like, you know. Banana hammock, and then we just pull the. <laughs> What's your safe word, Rod? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm watching Scrubs, which is why banana hammock is. Top oh of the line yes, right now. that's what a great show. The Todd cracks me up. Um, <laughs> all right, before we go too far down the rabbit hole, uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll start digging into some win totals for the Xfinity series. Um, again, so much good stuff, man. So many good news and notes that got coming up tomorrow. Obviously. We will be inundating you with everything we find out from all of these different announcements from all these different teams. But, um, yeah, so much more to talk about, Cody. This is the exciting time of this series as we ramp up. So, um, getting so close. Getting so close. Well, fine. Let's, uh, let's talk about some wins, shall we? Uh, come back from the break, and we'll start breaking them down for you. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. And... There are tons of ways to play and win, including live betting and same game parlays. Not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, there is a little sport that's being played right now called the NFL, and they are in the playoffs. Let's go, San Francisco. You got great odds, promos, payouts, all happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Yeah, you are. Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. It's so simple, and then they'll know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions winbet.com. It's between 21 or older. Present the state of play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGPN has teamed up with Homage for a NFL playoff challenge. The winner is going to get $300 cash on a $100 SGPN gift card and a $100 Homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash H-O-M-A-G-E for all the contest details and to enter, download the SGPN app and hit contest. 
All right, Cody, let us begin with the first of the drivers on this list for the Xfinity Series. By the way, we kind of buried the lead. I mean, we talked about Xfinity Series Championship um, odds last week. So now we'll turn our attention to the listed winning totals for these drivers. And uh, let's just start at the top. And it uh, begins with Josh Berry. His win total is set at three and a half wins on the season. It's so crazy. Josh Berry won three races exactly last season. So now his number is set at three and a half. Because, Cody... And, I, and, and I'll tell you, the juice, the juice here is set at the over. <clears throat> they have the over at minus 140, the under at plus 110. We mm. talked about this uh, when we talked about the, the uh, championship odds. No Noah Gragson, no Ty Gibbs in this. Does that free up the possibility for Josh Berry to pick up this fourth win this season? Your thoughts? Hundred percent. Excuse me. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's, uh, <laughs> I got really excited about that. <laughs> three and a half. I think is is actually a very good line. Obviously, won three last year. You know, can he do more this year? But we talked about it yesterday on the championship episode. A majority of the race wins from last season are gone now. They're moved on to the Cup Series, and so yeah, you you got Ty Gibbs, No Gregson, AJ Allmendinger. They hogged up a lot of the wins. Now you're opening all those up. We talked about it, right? He's one of the favorites to win that that kind of group of three at the top. It's Gaster, it's Barry, it's all it's all Geyer. Um, and those three should be the class of the field in the in the series this year. Now, are they gonna be as dominant as the three were last year? Probably not, I don't think. But you look down the field, there's not as much competition maybe this year. So if there's gonna be a year it's gonna happen, it could be this year. But Barry, he's an experienced driver, he's a veteran of racing. Um, he's got his first full season under his belt now um, because he was just running part-time previously. I, th- I think he ran two-thirds of the schedule back in, in 21, running 22 of the 33 races. But full-time season with his crew and, and all that and, and being comfortable in the car, going through the grind of a full-time NASCAR series uh, season, and, and I think that's going to be a bonus for him. Um, he knows what he's doing out there. We, we've seen him do well. We saw him make the cup spot starts last year as well and do decent in those. So, uh, and Dale Jr. loves this guy. He mentioned in the offseason, he said he thinks that Josh Berry is a cup series champion waiting for the right ride. Um, you know, and it'd probably be a long shot at this point, but the number 48 is the only car that's coming open anytime soon in Hendrick. So, if they're looking for somebody that's kind of up and coming ish to, to fill in that job, I know Barry's a little bit older, but if he is as good as, as junior thinks he is, why not, you know, show off and try to get a ride like that. But yeah, I think that with all the wins that are opening up and being vacated by these three guys that are leaving, it's still going to be top heavy with these three drivers and it's going to be spread out through the field a little more. You're going to see some other guys get some wins uh, down the field more, but but I think that Barry will will be able to get that fourth win this season, maybe even a fifth or sixth one, uh, depending on, on how well the season goes. You look back at what he did last season, though. He did have those three wins, but he had 11 top five finishes. Not bad at all. In fact, one of the more impressive ones was Elkhart late uh, over there at Road America, where he finished third to Ty Gibbs, obviously vacated, and Kyle Larson, 
a Cup Series guy. So um, third place there at Elkhart Lake, you know, either one of those two guys, Ty Gibbs not being there now, uh, and Kyle Larson maybe not entering that race next year, that that's a fourth win for him. You know, and he was actually pretty good on the soup or uh, on the road courses last year. Wasn't necessarily contending for the wins always, but he was hanging around. And yeah, if you get the right situation now, is AJ going to moonlight and run some some Xfinity road course races? Probably. Maybe that's the 13 car for colleague. Is is AJ running part time in Xfinity? Right. But if you end up with a race where you don't have those elite guys in there, Ty Gibbs might run some, but he's not going to run all of them. I'm sure. Um, and, and you know, in situations work out, he could put himself in the right spot and, and get a win there. And that's not one you're going to count on for him to get is, is on these road courses. So he's a short flat track master short tracks in general coming up through the late model series forever. Um, and, and so that's, uh, that's a big, big plus in his bucket. And, uh, yeah, I think we just continue to see him improve. Like you said, uh, 11 top fives, very impressive. Yes. But he had 20 top tens last season. That's a good portion of the season again almost two-thirds of the season where he was in the top 10 just consistently up there and, and again you take out those big three names it's gonna make a huge difference and uh, you know he kind of slides up a peg at junior motorsports right maybe playing third fiddle last year now maybe he's second fiddle right him or 1a and 1b with him and justin allgaier kind of being at the top of, of that organization so I, I think we do see an improvement from barry yeah, and you said it too. You can he could probably end up picking up a fifth or even maybe a, I don't I don't know about six. Six might be too much, but a fifth for sure. You know, you even look at what he did in Phoenix, right? He he finished third in there too. Uh, Noah Gragson won that one. Brandon Jones finished second, but you know Bre- uh, Barry was a, a very close third to all of that. So yeah, I mean one or two races break his way. I, I can see a path to four. I mean three. Three was pretty simple for him last year. He picked him up pretty nicely, and, and you know the races that he did end up winning were not flukes. So if he does that, that again... Is, and that's the thing, too, is like he already won three last year with those guys hogging all the wins. Now you're just asking for a fourth one, and the way it's juiced, minus 140 to the over, I think the books agree that, that the over is the better bet on him, and that's why, obviously, they're throwing the juice on that side. But, yeah, it, this, this one's a, a pretty easy over for me. And it's not even really that bad. I mean, obviously, Cody, what? You only pay the juice if you lose. So minus 140 is not necessarily all that bad. Although if you wanted the underside of this, it is at plus 110, uh, plus money for the under three and a half. But I think think the books are right on this one. I think that there's a a clear path to four wins at the very least. I mean, that's probably his floor next season is four wins. Yeah, and minus 140 is not bad at all, especially if that's the... I mean, that's the consensus. He's probably going to get over it. Now, taking an under at plus odds on anything is always great. You know, you do it a lot in the NFL, but you're kind of accounting for injuries there. This does specify all scheduled races must be run. So if he misses races, that, that's not going to help you cash the under. It's just going to avoid the bet. So, yeah, I mean, plus money on an under is never necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's juiced properly. And it's not, I was working on my F1. Uh, win totals article here earlier this evening and, and there's one that's juiced one direction it's like the obvious way you would go obviously but it's like minus 240 or something and it's like oof, that's a lot to lay on a season-long bet you know but but the minus minus 140 is not not nearly that bad 
Now, if if you find this and this goes to like four and a half, I I might take the under on that because, like I said, yeah, four is his yeah. floor. That I I a path to five, yeah, but that's still a lot of wins in the Xfinity yeah. series, you know. Yeah, it would depend on on where you know where the juice is set and stuff, but four and a half would be a little more hesitant. But I think a three and a half, where you just got to get one more than last year with all the vacated wins even though we know Cole Custer is going to take three quarters of those. I think, uh, I think that Barry, Barry can at least get one of them. Yeah. I mean that, I think this is the Goldilocks spot for a guy like Josh Barry. So uh, kudos bookmakers on, on finding that one because I, I like that and like, like where it's at. So, um, all right, let's move on. We talked about him just a little bit ago and that's Brandon Jones. Uh, Brandon Jones next on this list. His, his is not necessarily quite as dramatic as a Josh Berry, but then again, I don't know that you would expect Brandon Jones to be that way. Um, he is actually set at one and a half oh, wins yes. on the season, and uh, the number for him is actually juiced toward the over as well. This one's a little bit more at minus 150, but Brandon Jones, really? yeah, yeah, they got him up a little bit more. Brandon Jones won one race last season in the Xfinity series. Granted, he's had three wins in a season. Uh, he had three wins in the 2020 season, and that was the highest total that he had, but he's only got five wins in his career in the Xfinity series. So you're wanting him to win two races this season. He won at Martinsville last year. We talked about all these vacated wins. Cody, is this an opportunity for Brandon Jones to kind of fill the void on that and pick up number two? Yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go bet Brandon Jones on the over right now. <laughs> Because, yes, I love me some Brandon Jones this season. I think we're going to see an even better version of Brandon Jones. And, and he's done it before, right? He's gotten three wins a couple seasons ago. He can get it done. He's got a thing for the, the big, fast tracks. He's good on the super speedways. The Michigan styles he's good on. Um, you saw it last year, like you just mentioned, at Phoenix. He finished second to Gregs, and he should have won that race. He just wasn't aggressive at the end. He just signed the deal to take that car for the next season, so maybe that played into it a little bit, right? But love Brandon Jones this season. Again, all these vacated wins, we got to fill in somewhere, and with no necessarily dominant person other than I think Custer is expected, but but where we had last year where it was going to be these three guys are going to snap up all the wins, it's going to be hard for to divvy wins out to everybody else. That opens up the over so much more on some of these guys. And I think we are going to see it spread out. I think he is playing third fiddle at, at Junior Motorsports, but Josh Berry was doing that last year, won three races, made the championship four, right? So <laughs> that's not necessarily a real bad place to be. Uh, and again, Brandon Jones, one of those guys we kind of talked about yesterday, he's kind of found his level, right? I don't see him really being a cup driver ever, but he can be good on this level. He's got the sponsorship, the backing. They released that number nine paint scheme last week. So beautiful with the Menards on it. Menards one of my favorite sponsors. I always love their cars. Um, but it, it's, yeah, he's he's going to be good, I think, in this one. I, I really, I think he's going to be one of the drivers that we're going to be the most impressed with. Just be like, wow, where's this Brandon Jones that that's doing so well this season kind of been? I mean, he's at Joe Gibbs, but it's not necessarily been like, oh, he's one of these tough Joe Gibbs guys. You know, he's just another guy at Joe Gibbs. But I, I think it's going to be different here at, at Junior Motorsports, I think that Dale Jr. believes in him a lot as well. I think that Junior believes in all of his drivers, obviously, and backs them always. But certain guys, he kind of you know makes comments about things, and he's very excited for Brandon Jones to join the team. And I think there's a reason for that. So yeah, over one and a half in at 150. So 
they obviously think minus 150. They obviously think he's going to go over it. I think he does too. I kind of wish. Could we get like more? I hate to be asking for more all the time, but give us a 1.5 option. Give us a 2.5 option too, because I'll take the over on that with less juice. But 1.5 will do. Uh, that's that. This is of the two so far my favorite one, uh, at least that we've gone over. Because yeah, I I really think we're going to see a good season from Brandon Jones, and I love the over on this one. When you got a guy like Ty Gibbs, though, sucking all the oxygen out of a Gibbs racing team, it's hard to be hard to be that other guy. It's hard to be the 19 car when, you know, that 54 car has got absolute dominance in that team, in that garage, and it's his grandfather's team. I mean, again, obviously we're not talking nepotism here. We're just talking about the fact that it's very difficult when your name is on the garage, uh, of just the, the door of the garage, you're the guy. So for Brandon Jones, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to be the little brother, uh, as it were, for Ty Gibbs, even though uh, Brandon Jones is older, right, than Ty Gibbs, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Brandon I'm Jones sure. definitely well, yeah, older. Everybody's older than this is true. Ty Gibbs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Jones, 25 years old, so yeah, obviously older there. But again, I, two wins, that's a no-brainer for me, for Brandon Jones in this nine car this year. Junior Motorsports. It feels to me a lot more like Junior Motorsports has always been. It's never been a a star-dominated team, right? There's not one driving factor. He always strives to make these guys a level playing field. You know, he's never trying to promote one driver over the other. Now, naturally, on the track, it happens, obviously. We see it year after year that, you know, maybe one driver excels more, but... It's never for junior motorsports like this is our marquee driver. Everybody else takes a back seat, right? They're all at least striving to be equal on the track. So I think that gives Brandon Jones a, a much better opportunity to win another race. Um, and, and again, just talking about what he did last season, he had that win. He did have six top five finishes and 13 top 10 finishes. So he ran around the front, you know, uh, more often than, than not. And in Gibbs equipment that wasn't the top of the garage at Gibbs. So the driver is there. The The talent is there. He finished second at Bristol, finished fourth at Michigan, uh, fifth at Road America. You know, uh, some impressive finishes. Second at Phoenix, we just talked about it a little bit. Um, impressive finishes for Brandon Jones. And I just, like, two wins for him this season, like you would just, it's a no-brainer. I mean, I know it's minus 150. It, it is kind of a lot to tie in to a, a full-season bet. But if you know you're going to cash then it's kind of not a bad investment to make. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at some of these stats too, think things that really stand out. So so 2020 was the season he won three races, right? Competition was down a little bit that season. He had 10 top fives, 13 top nines. He only or 19 top tens. I don't know. I my numbers went crazy there. But uh he only led 160 laps that season. Um he had 19 top tens as well in 2021. And that dropped down a little bit here in 2022. But again, it was that stiffer competition made a difference, right? They're hogging up a little bit of the spots and it's just, it's still going to be good competition and great racing. It might even be some of the best racing we see in the Xfinity series and series this year with, with the less domination up top. Right. But he led 240 laps this last season, which was 80 more laps than he led in that season where he won three races. So he spent time up front. He had good cars and he was, you know, just not quite completing the deal, but he got one win and there were some situations where he probably should have got another one. That race at Phoenix being one of them. Um, I feel like there was another race where he was leading and, and had an issue later thing, but 
Uh, yeah, I, Brandon Jones, he's going to be one of my favorite drivers this year. I think he's going to be a guy we talk about a lot this year, betting on, especially early in the season as as people still as they aren't quite sure where to set him at, maybe uh, on some of these head-to-heads or, or top five, top ten types of things, or even race-winning odds as well, because uh, I think we're going to be very impressed with what we see from Jones in 2023. This may actually have been a case where the bookmakers weren't necessarily paying attention to the fact that he's in new equipment and probably has a better shot at getting to two. So that's that's where you can kind of jump on that as well. Again, like I said, minus 150. Yeah, they're they're bed they're hedging to to say that, but uh, just still, I think that that number uh, in and of itself is sort of a reflection of last season rather than his potential for this season. You talked about that race. I think you're talking about Martinsville, Cody, where he started on the pole led 98 laps and ended up finishing 23rd because if he had a problem, but um, yep, that's the race. Pretty that's what I was run. thinking of. I'm pretty sure we had money on him. That race I too, know so. we had money. on Those ones stick out a little more. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. It hurt ever so much to have that happen. Um, all right. You know what? Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We got one more break to get to, and then we'll come back and break down a couple more drivers for you and their win totals. So uh, we'll be right back to do that. After we tell you about underdog, underdog fantasy, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. And right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball. It's the gauntlet. You get a million dollars in prizes that are up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Cody, let's move on. The next driver on our list is Justin Allgaier. Justin's number is set. You ready for this? At four and a half wins for Justin Allgaier. Now, I will say that the books are not necessarily all that sold on this as uh, as his, his juice is actually more toward the under on this one. Uh, he's under at minus 140 over at plus 110 but for justin allgaier to to come in at four and a half wins justin allgaier won three races last season the most races he's ever won in a season was 2018 in which he won five races in the xfinity series right but since then he won one in 2019 three in 2020 two in 2021 three in uh 2022 now Here's where I'll here's where I'll depart. We we just made a case for Josh Berry to pick up a couple of wins um, in the absence of uh, some of these other guys, but Justin Allgaier to pick up another what two wins because you got to get him to five. This is this is where that sweet spot for Josh Berry basically blew up. Right? It was at three and a half. We were like yes. At four and a half, we balk. This could very well be where I balk at four and a half. Man, I hate to just be all in on the overs here, but at plus money, oh, man, it's they're good at setting these lines sometimes, right? It's uh, this this is probably about right because you, you want to go over, but it's a lot harder to do it when it when it starts getting up this high, right? He's he's another guy who led a lot of laps last season, right? Seven hundred and sixty-three. That's more laps than he led when he won five races a couple years ago at seven hundred forty-one. These races aren't getting longer; they're getting shorter. So. There's even less laps to go around. Um, and, I mean, yeah, just for comparison, yeah, they ran 350 less laps this year than they did that season. Still led 
almost or 20 plus more laps than he did that back in uh 2018 when he when he won the five races he's proven he can get it done before right winning five in 2018 he's been consistent the last couple of seasons um with the three in 2020 two in 21 three in 2022 again man just the void that these guys left think of and i don't have it right in front of me maybe we should look it up but all the wins that ty gibbs had right he was at what six or seven wins noah gregson same thing he won four or five races in a row aj allmendinger won all these races as well and just the void that's going to be left there while i think that cole custer is going to win a lot of races i i I could see Cole Custer winning 10 races this season. Even if he does that, there's still plenty of races to go around for the rest of these guys. And we know, based on the championship odds, these three guys, Custer, Barry, and Allgaier, are going to be the big three this year and the three favorited to win more. And so I don't want to keep taking the overs, but I guess this is this is not the chalk like the other ones have been, right? And, man, getting it at plus money – is maybe what sways me here to go over it. If you're going over this at at minus odds, maybe I don't like it as much just because it, it, he's got to get there, and it is a lot. But, man, we saw Justin Allgaier was just as good as Noah Gragson last year in some of these races, just as good as Ty Gibbs. He was racing with them. He was in there. There was a couple races he should have won. Darlington absolutely dominated that race, had money on him there. He finished second late in the race. Um, it just, there, there was opportunities there for him to get more. And with these big three gone, you know, it just, it opens up so much for these, these drivers higher up here on, on the, the scale that I think I'm going to stick with the over again and take all over four and a half. And again, plus money here, here's an opportunity to get in plus money while taking the over. That's the carrot that they're dangling. That is the exact carrot. That's how they they're, get you. This is how they get you. Plus one ten. Uh, is how they get you. But you talk about it. So listen, the 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 big three that you talked about, right? Gragson, Gibbs, Almondinger, they vacate 20 wins. Noah Gragson had eight. Gibbs had seven. Algar, or, uh, Almondinger, rather, had five. Algar had three. Barry had three as well. So again, but you talk about those big three. They vacate 20 wins on the sea. They 20 races, man. That's See, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, we forgive me for not pulling that up earlier, but that's a lot of fucking wins, like 20 wins. That's a lot. Okay. And so you're giving 10 of them to Cole Custer. That's pro. <laughs> we haven't got to his over under yet, but whatever it is, I'm going to take it and over. And, but even if you give him 10 of them, that's 10 more. You got to divvy out. Right. So if you give Josh Berry one more, you give Brandon Jones one more, you still got eight extra for all guy to go get two of those. And you still got six more. You can divvy out to, to anybody else from what's left over from last season. And, we saw different winners last year, right? Austin Hill got his couple of wins. Um, we saw who was the guy that won at Daytona. Jeremy Clements. Yeah, Jeremy Clements won a race. Like, so it's not, you know, yeah, you're gonna get some of those weird random winners in there, but there's still plenty of wins to divvy out to these top guys. And that includes having guys like Kyle Larson down there. You know, Kyle Larson, Cole Custer got one of those wins as a cup guy that was moonlighting down in Xfinity. We know Kyle Busch isn't racing Xfinity anymore. He's retired from that as he's over the 100 win mark, like he said. So he's not stealing five wins every year. So there's wins to go around. And so, yeah, I, I guess while I do think it's going to be spread out a little bit, you're still these, these guys at the top are at the top for a reason, and they're going to get theirs. 
All right, fine. You have swayed me to Allgaier picking up two more. Oh, I love wins. when I can make Rod change his mind. You did well, but okay, so, okay. Listen, and, and let and, me sweeten the pot by making it plus money, Rod. Yes, and that's exactly what it is. Look, he did win the three races, right? Which is we talked about this, but he had sixteen top fives and twenty-three top tens. He literally ran up front a ton. Second at Dover. Um, when he when he didn't win third at the Indy GP, second in Kansas, third at Vegas, third in Phoenix to close out the season. All right, fine, you've got me swayed toward one of those, at least one more of those uh, winding up. We got, we got twenty to to divvy out here. So well, once I looked at that number, yeah, I feel like that's that's just insane to not take that as well. So. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll take that. We'll we'll do Justin Allgaier over four and a half at plus one ten. Feel free to mock us relentlessly when we're wrong at the end and he doesn't win five races. Or um, praise us as you're cashing all these tickets throughout the season. <laughs> Which is really what we want to happen. Let's be honest with you on that one. And it's week eight and you've already hit Cole Custer's over. You know, that's fine. <laughs> we'll take the pat on the back then. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, not Cole Custer, but let's move on to uh, John Hunter Nemechek, obviously making his return. I'm interested to see this one. To full-time. I think that the trend is going to end here, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. To full-time. Uh, to full-time cup status in or i'm sorry cup status to full-time xfinity status uh after a couple of years of hiatus and, and kind of tooling it down in the trucks john hunter nemechek get this he is at three and a half oh. <laughs> three and a half wins for john hunter nemechek the over under on this one um and and look at so we talked about this being his first his first trip back to the xfinity series um as a full-time driver the books have zero clue what to do with this uh because they're evenly juiced at minus 115 so they they obviously have I'll zero what clue. i'm gonna do <laughs> well i know what you're <laughs> this gonna is do the easy under for me i again i have no faith in john hernemachek right now it, it just he disappointed in the truck series now uh, from a winning aspect two seasons ago at least he, he ended up with five wins in the truck series. But even last year, he only had two wins. He's only got two career wins in the Xfinity series. So you want him to double his career wins in one season in Xfinity? Now, yes, he's only one run, one full-time season at the Xfinity level. So you got to give him a break there. Although he didn't win any races that season, he ran a full-time. So there's that too. I To me, the... And I, I get he's going to be the top dog at Gibbs, right? They've won the championship the last two years in a row with Daniel freaking Hemrick and Ty Gibbs. Obviously, Ty Gibbs, you know, one of the most talented drivers we've seen in a long time coming up. But he, he's the lead dog over there, right? He's top guy. You got Sammy Smith, and I don't even know if they've – I think they're probably just running a, a rotating car for the third car. So it, it just I, – I get where they're coming from as far as setting it at three and a half because – you got to think like stepping into Gibbs and what they've done the last couple seasons. Although Hemrick didn't win any races until the end, you know, one race at the end there. But man, it just oof, no, no, thank you. I'll I'm smashing the under on this. I'm changing my favorite bet to this one, and it's the under uh, until John Hunter show proves it to me out there. I, I just I, I think he's overrated. I think Toyota seems to love him for whatever reason, and. But the results aren't really there. I mean, yes, he got the five truck wins two seasons ago. That was impressive. Then he misses the championship race. 
you know, no title in his two seasons. When he's coming from the Cup Series, he should be able to dominate that low series with no competition, really. And he didn't so much. I mean, even only five wins when he should have had a lot more for being in the best truck on the best team, being a Cup Series driver that was going down to the Truck Series. So, yeah, I not much faith in John Hunter for me this year. Maybe I'll be wrong, but he's a guy I'm just completely out on. And, yeah, I'll, I'll take the under three and a half and I'll save the rest of those 20 wins and divvy those out somewhere else. I was going to say, you could vacate 30 wins and I still don't know <laughs> and, and drop this number to one and a half. And I still don't know that I would take the over on this one because I just yeah. don't see John Hunter yeah, I mean, playing I, a part. He's, he's got to win something, right? He's got to win a race. Maybe he wins two. Even if he wins three, three is really stretching it and you got to get him to four. No, thank you. I'm not interested in that. I, I think two is probably the max I can see for him. And maybe because we've got this open, you know, these 20 wins we have to divvy out, maybe he does get three. But four, I'll be very, very impressed. And I'll, you know, eat crow and then say I'm wrong if, if it happens. But I'll be very shocked if John Hunter gets to four wins this season. Well, and more often, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that the whole rationale behind this is because of him being in Gibbs equipment and him being in the, the, you know, the same team that won the championship. And, and that's probably why they're like, well, he's got to at least win four races this season. Right. Well, uh, uh, pump the brakes on that. I don't, I don't see him winning four races. Even, even if he was in the top of the line car in the entire series, like I still don't see a, a four win season for John Hunter Nemechek at all. Yeah, I, I agree. And I believe, uh, I think, was it Chris Gale that was the the crew chief for uh, for Ty Gibbs? And I believe he went with him to the Cup Series as well. And so it just, yeah, it's not like it's going to be the the same team, right? Yeah, he, he is going to the Cup Series with them. So, so it's not like you're just taking Ty Gibbs out you still got the same 54 team, right? It's still Chris Gale. It's still everything else around that. It, it, it's going to be different at that team. It's it's a new new crew chief. It's going to be different. I know I made a different argument for the nine car with Brandon Jones, but that's at two wins. He's only got to improve by one. This, you want John Hunter to double his career wins. And four, four is a lot. I mean, yeah, three and a half is a line. So to get to four, that's, that's a real tall task for me and – yeah, not interested. Yep. Don't even don't even give me the over on this one. I will go ahead and pay the minus one fifteen. Again, the pricing too. We've seen all these other ones have been priced a certain way, right? Yeah, it's probably leaning towards the over. All guy one, I guess, yeah, they're leaning towards the under a little, but with this one, they got no idea where to put this. And I think they just they probably priced it right because if if you put it any lower, you're gonna get hammered on the over because people seem to believe in John Hunter so much for whatever reason. I just I've not been proven whatever everybody else has been proven I guess on them. Yeah. That the yeah, the books are certainly covering themselves and saying, well, we're going to set this number high and just hope for hope for the best at this point. Hope for the public money to go on on wherever we want it to go. So maybe they do go, maybe a lot goes over, maybe this line shifts a little bit as as the books progress, who knows, but you know where Cody and I land on this one and that is give, safe. Give us the under. under. Um, all right, let's move over to his teammate. We just talked about him, uh, and that's Sammy Smith. He is the next driver on this list. His win total, a modest half a win. Uh, with the over, 
super juice. We talked about the X1 or the F1 line being that way. Well, for Sammy Smith, the over half a win is at minus 240. Under? Oh, oh seriously. The under oh. is at plus 200 uh, oh. on this one. So. <sighs> Oof, why don't, let's just set it at one and a half. Jesus. Please, right? That, to me, this doesn't make any sense because obviously yeah. I, I would I, I'd bet the over on this one. But I'm not yeah, I, I'm not no, even willing I, to pay yeah, this. Yeah, just at all. don't even yeah, don't this one's not worth it. I mean, if you want to take the under just because there's value there at, at plus such heavy odds, you can. But Sammy Smith, honestly, uh, I could see him making a case for him being the top guy at Gibbs, honestly. Like I have more faith in him than I do in John Hunter. Not that I think that that he's going to have a better season than John Hunter. He's still a very, very young guy. But this is a guy that's that's coming up. Born in 2004. That's just <laughs> oh, man. That's me so that's it. <laughs> I don't like but, that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he started nine races last year. He had a top five, three top tens. Uh, he led 18 laps, nothing crazy. It was spot starts in that, in that rotating Gibbs car, right? And, and we saw flashes. He looked pretty decent at the road courses. That could be somewhere where you really get maybe an advantage. Um, the ARCA series last year, he, he ran, they always split all these up, but in the regular ARCA series, he ran 18, 16 races rather, um, and won six of them. Uh, then you move over to ARCA East, he, he ran seven races there. He won five of those. Um, and then ARCA West, he ran two races and won one of them. So, Fairly dominant, but that's the Gibbs slash Kyle Busch cars that he was driving. Not a ton of competition in ARCA. Those guys in those cars generally win pretty decently. But, uh, yeah, this is unfortunate they put it at 0. 0.5. If you're going to juice it that much, why not put it at 1.5? Because even at 1.5, I'd still consider the over, depending on what it's set at. You're probably going to take a lot of action on the under, I guess. So, so maybe that's why you don't. But I, I see Sammy Smith winning a race, but... Am I betting it at minus? What'd you say? Minus two forty. Minus two forty. Yeah, that's just not worth it, especially on a on a season long bet. I mean, we talk about sometimes it's okay to lay the juice, and this is probably a fairly safe one. But there's not a guarantee he gets a win, right? He's still a very young driver who's who's brand new to full time. He's only run nine Xfinity races. I don't think he's going to be Ty Gibbs when he jumps in that car and and you know wins ten races all of a sudden or something like that. I think that he's a guy to continue to watch coming up because I think he's maybe got a cup series future and, and Toyota's got a big bet on him, but yeah, again, I, I would take the, the over if it's just a flat, you know, minus minus one fifteen either way or something, but juiced up this much, not going to be worth making the bet. Although I think he will get that win. Well, look, I know we always say it, you only pay the juice if you lose, but this is a lot of juice. You're drinking gallons. We want you We want you drinking ounces, not gallons of juice right. when you're doing this. So, like, yeah. honestly. If you're on a credit system and, you know, you don't have to put the money down up front, go for it because it probably is a pretty safe bet, right? But, yeah. Uh, well, you can make a case. <laughs> look, he finished third at Watkins Glen, and in that race he finished third to A.J. Allmendinger and Kyle Larson. So, I mean, that was probably the closest he came. That was his best finish on the year. But here's the thing, right? I mean, he finished eighth at Kansas. Okay, good job. Uh, but he started toward the front just about every single time that he he jumped in the car. He, he started eighth at Road America. He started fifth at Pocono, fifth at Michigan, third at Daytona in the fall, right? 11th at Kansas, sixth at Bristol, third at Martinsville, second at Phoenix. Like, the dude was starting up front. He was, he was fast. He had a fast car. Um, obviously, it didn't always pan out for him, but, you know, that's his first 
his first season up in Xfinity, like making noise up there. So I, I, I do like the one bet. So here's the thing. Here's what we will tell you. Keep a close eye on these books, right? Keep a close eye on how these odds shift out. Obviously, we'll keep a close eye for you as well and let you know if anything shifts in in your favor in this aspect. But if this creeps up to a, a win and a half and they actually kind of manage the juice enough, I'd be I'd be more inclined to maybe bet the one and a half and kind of let it ride and see where we where we shake out at the end because I'm I'm more I feel more comfortable taking one and a half at a like you said maybe a minus one fifteen um yeah. you know so something like that yeah and and there's only odds out that we've found so far at one place and hit us up if you need to know where that is we'll tell you off off air but there's going to be more books that have more lines eventually as we get closer to the season here, what they're waiting for. We don't know, but, but it, they're going to keep trickling out. And so, yeah, we always say shop around, right. And, and try to find the best you can. And so maybe there is somewhere else that offers either this cheaper, or that'd be a hell of a deal or, you know, changes it to one and a half and you maybe get or alternate line of one and a half or whatever, where you can get different odds. Cause I, I think I would take him, even at minus 115, probably not any more minus odds than that. And you probably would get maybe plus odds at one and a half. I don't know. But uh, I would be more inclined to, to bet him if, if he was at one and a half than at the point five. I, I really, I think we're going to be very impressed with him on road courses. And there's not necessarily a road course ace now in the Xfinity series. Ty Gibbs was really good at him. Uh, even Gragson was pretty good at him. And Almondinger obviously has the most road course wins in the Xfinity series history. So he's probably pretty decent, right? So, um, but yeah, so, so there's going to be vacated opportunities there as well. And I think that he's a pretty good road course racer and he proved that with that third place finish, right? To Almondinger, all time winning <laughs> road course guy and Kyle Larson who, you know, you know who he is, right? So um, yeah, I, I think that we'll be impressed with him there. And yeah, it's just, it's too bad. It's set here. So, Probably just going to leave it more as a non-bet. If you want to throw some on the under, just because you're getting plus odds, he's never won. He's only made nine starts. Sure, why not? Why not? Right, he has to get to one before you lose. So you start the season winning it. But yeah, it's too bad it's here. Yeah, and maybe I, I kind of feel the way you do too. If you want to, if you want to at plus two hundred, that's probably the better plus money odds that we've seen, and it is the best plus money odds that we've seen. If you really really feel like this isn't Sammy's year to break through with in with a victory. Um, yeah, I mean, might as well. Just just something on that one. But yeah, as far as the over is concerned, yeah, don't touch it. We'll tell you when you can and if you can. So um, that's it. Well, Cody, that is the end of what is offered. Where? What? That is the end of what is offered Where's right now. Where's my Cole Custer over-under? Uh, they're too scared to set that line right now. That one for me, Rod. What's Cole Custer's over-under? So here's the thing, Cody. What would you set? Handicap for a second, please. Okay, well, I mean, Allgaier, you, you've got him at at four and a half, right? Um, and he's second in the championship odds. He's only plus 100 back. So I would say you're going to put it at five and a half, six and a half, uh, seven and a half. I'm betting it at nine and a half. I, Cole Custer's going to win a lot of races next year in the Xfinity Series. We talk about him a lot, okay? I... I would take so whatever it comes out, it they've got to give that out eventually, right? He's the championship favorite. Give us odds on his win total. Come on, but honestly, I would take it up to over nine and a half. I I think it would probably come out more around seven and a half. I think it's probably realistic, 
that seems like a lot, I guess, but man, he's, I feel like he's really going to dominate. And again, the 20 allotted wins, we only passed out like seven or eight of them on one side here. I'm giving Custer 10 over here. So it, yeah, it's, oh, man, I was really excited to get Cole Custer over unders, man. Just way to ruin my day, Rod. Thanks. Hey, but, listen, uh, I'm here for nothing else but to ruin your day. <laughs> well, you don't do that often, so no, I'll give it to no. you. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. Oh, man, that's the that's the one I was looking forward to the most. I, I'm I, I I hate to be the bearer of bad Maybe news. That's why it's not available. <laughs> that's exactly why it's not available because they didn't want you to hammer anything yet. I don't I don't know, Cody, if I could go as high as you. I six and a half feels better to me. Uh, at a decent number, this the only the, he's only had seven wins in a season before in the Xfinity series. Like that was his best season in 2019, winning seven races, 17 top fives, 24 top tens. Yes, he dominated that season, absolutely dominated that season, but he still only had seven wins. So I don't know that we can get him to eight or nine. I mean, I know that Gragson had a, a, a gigantic season last season, but. I don't know. Cole Cole's been driving around up in the up in the Cup Series, you know, and and yeah, he's been cutting his teeth with the best in the best. But like, I don't know. I, I I would take it. I would probably take it at seven and a half. Is probably the highest that I would feel comfortable, depending on the price, taking Cole Custer. I don't know that I'd hammer it any more than seven and a half. You'd have to really sweeten the pot for me to take this to eight or even nine. So seven wins in in twenty nineteen, right? That's what he got. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's go over full-time drivers in 2019 in the Xfinity series. The champion was Tyler Reddick. He had six wins. Cole Custer finished second in the points. He had seven wins. Christopher Bell finished third in the points. He had eight wins. Justin Allgaier was full-time then. Chase Briscoe was full-time then. Austin Sindrick was full-time then. John Hunter Nemechek was full-time then. Noah Gregson was full-time then. Justin Haley was full-time then. Three-quarters of those guys are cup series drivers and winners championship appearance guys that he was racing against we talked about the fields not as loaded this year right and yeah that was early noah gregson right he, he didn't win any races that year that that was still early on john hunter maybe that's a, a plus in his bucket because we talked about how he didn't win anything that season but austin Cindric only had two wins he was still young at that point but chase briscoe was in the series he only had one Allgaier had the one that season, but Christopher Bell had eight. Tyler Reddick had six. Is there two guys winning 14 combined races between two of them that are in this, right? If so, you better change on Justin Allgaier. I, I, man, I, I just I feel like Cole Custer is set up to have himself a season, and now he's been in the Cup Series, right? He's been racing against the best of the best, granted the best of the back most of the time where he's racing, but <laughs> – He's he's got the experience up there, and now he's taking a step back. And we saw it last year at Auto Club, right? He smoked the field there in his one race in an SS Greenlight car. Yes, prepared by Stuart Haas, but man, it's it's wide open. If Cole Custer doesn't win ten races, in my opinion, this is a disappointing season for him because he's set up, man. He's he's got it. He's 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 stuck. He's getting kicked off of their Cup Series team, and they're still saying, here, we'll give you the best Xfinity Series ride because your dad is high up in this organization. But, man, it's it's set up for him to just, uh, oof, I'm going to be, there's going to be a lot of Cole Custer betting this year. I don't care 
how low his odds are going to be all the time. <laughs> well, uh, this is going to have to probably be a Max Verstappen deal uh, in the F1 where it doesn't matter if it's like... What is the like, record for most Xfinity Series wins season? <laughs> uh, well, how about everybody... Go Max Verstappen and... Uh, <laughs> everybody ask Alexa. Um, all right, look, I, okay. I, I will... We're going to wait and see where this line comes out. Then oh, we it's can, only nine. Wow, Chase Briscoe, nine wins. In a, in an Xfinity, Xfinity Series series for the most all time. Oh, for the most oh, all time. Wow. Oh, so wow. nobody's ever won ten. Maybe my expectations are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, but, but I, his odds. It's not going to be set at nine and a half. No. I, I just think he. I think he could win ten. Right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win ten. He already won seven. Right. So even if you're at seven and a half, with that competition he was facing, I think he can do it. But get to eight, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is uh, that is the breakdown. That is all the odds that we have available. Obviously, we will continue to break down more um, a- as they come out. But yeah, this will be interesting to see where some of these other guys kind of fan out. I- and look, the ones that we covered are the ones that had the most wins. I mean, obviously, they, they dominated the top of the charts uh, w- alongside of the guys that are vacated now. You know, you talk about Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, Sammy Smith. These are the guys that won races last season that are coming back full-time. So um, as we fill out the rest of the field and as they fill out the rest of the field, obviously, it'll be um, there'll be more. But we talked about the guys that, that others uh, receiving votes, I suppose, as it were, uh, for, for this. So... Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just, we got to wait and see for the rest of it to come out before we can truly, uh, give the rest of the opinion. So I know Cody's going to be waiting with baiting breath, baited breath rather for, uh, for these Cole Custer lines for sure. So we can jump on them. Yeah. As soon as I see them, just take the over. I don't care what it's at. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody. Well, listen, we, uh, we still have plenty to talk about tomorrow, which we will. We'll come back now with the truck series. Um, I, I got good and primed last night watching a couple of, of uh, NASCAR hub series shows just to just to get myself back into the swing of things. Uh, Almost there. 26 days for the Clash to Call see him. That's, that's the date I'm looking forward to the most because it's the soonest. It's going to be here. It's less. That's less than the month of February away now. So damn close. But um, All right, so we'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk about the truck series um, and give you the championship totals for that or the championship odds for that. And then, of course, uh, the next day we'll come back with the totals as well. But, uh, Cody, until tomorrow then, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. Got a ton of work out right now, a bunch of articles, motorsports specifically, future stuff, kind of covering everything. F1, IndyCar, NASCAR, got more stuff. Just talk about that F1 article I'm about to finish up here probably this evening. So that'll be out in the next couple of days. Um, got a Saturday, or a Saturday preview for the NFL. I'll have that out with my best bets and props for Saturday's wild card games. That's going to be fun slate. We're in the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I think your 49ers actually play on Saturday, so sure uh, do. Stay tuned to see how I how I lean on them. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff going on right now. So follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Join us in the Discord as well. Uh, SG.pn slash Discord. That's a quick, easy way to get there. Jump in the NASCAR channel all kinds of fun channels uh, uh, across the server there. So mine and Cody's friendship hangs in the balance as to where he leans on the San Francisco game. Uh, <laughs> make sure to check out his professional rascal racing. We're going to we're gonna have him covering that as well. 
Uh, you know, if it's got I'll put odds out for it, there will be an article. It's got four wheels on it, two wheels. It doesn't matter. If it's got no wheels, Cody's covering it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, where I do actually have a NASCAR uh, championship odds article out. And actually going to be putting out a uh, presidential odds article. You want to check that out, too. Uh, or whether it's the in-between media as well. It's right there. Follow me on Twitter. Until tomorrow, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.